Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hi, I'm Oksana Shlobin from Inova Fairfax Hospital. Joining me today to speak about treatment of pulmonary hypertension in the setting of interstitial lung diseases is Sura Rajokabal from Duke and Raj Sagar from UCLA. I would love to talk to you guys about treatment of uh, pH in patients who have interstitial lung disease. We finally have a drug that was approved in the United States, inhaled triprostanol, um, to treat these patients the first time when we have an option, a treatment option, which is FDA approved. So, Raj, let's start with you. How do you holistically approach these patients? Because obviously they don't only have pulmonary hypertension, they also have parenchymal lung disease and maybe some other comorbidities. Yeah, that's, that's actually the main point is that, in fact, they often do have um, existing comorbidities. They certainly have an underlying lung disease, which comes in so many different flavors. It's quite heterogeneous. Sometimes we just have a smoking-related combined pulmonary fibrosis emphysema phenotype. Sometimes we have a chronic hypersensitivity phenotype or an autoimmune disease. So all of those perhaps are being treated differently. So the first thing we do is make sure we also address their parenchymal lung disease. Um, and obviously if they're smoking and, 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 and those kinds of things, uh, we want a smoking cessation to be part of this. But in terms of addressing their parenchymal lung disease, as, as you all know well, we have you know, two approved antifibrotic therapies nitetinib and uh, profenadone, which can be used as well. I think one of the things we struggle with is some of the side effect profiles of, for instance, the pulmonary hypertension therapy like inhaled triprostanil and antifibrotics. Sometimes there's some GI-related issues with all of these medications. So the idea of starting everything at the same time, perhaps staggering in medications if someone is suffering more from a pulmonary hypertension issue and more stable lung disease, perhaps the pH therapy goes on first, or they may come to you already with an antifibrotic on board and they're already having GI issues, so you have to sort of temper that if you're gonna treat their pulmonary vascular disease. So those things can become an issue, but those are some of the finer details. The point is you have to think about treating their parenchymal lung disease. In addition to that, the comorbidities, uh, obviously easy to say, but hard to treat, and I think uh, uh, Sudar will get into that. But um, the other aspects from a pulmonary standpoint is making sure they're oxygenated. I think we oxygenate them well at rest, but sometimes we don't actually often make sure that they're getting adequate oxygenation during exertion. So making sure they have that at home and also when they leave the house, uh, adequate oxygenation uh, is probably, you know, pulmonary 101 in, in this kind of setting. Um, if they have sleep disordered breathing, we tend to tend to sort of look into that and, and, and help them out with their with getting adequate sleep. Uh, that can contribute to their symptoms like fatigue during the day or exertional limitation, functional limitations. A lot of that can be driven by poor sleep hygiene and, and sleep disordered breathing. Um, and of course, you know, when the time is right, uh, we have to address palliation. Um, and so there's there's a, a multimodal type of approach that we we try to try to always think about when we're, when we're treating such patients. So it's easy to you know, prescribe, the, prescribe the medications, but you gotta think about all the, other, uh, all the other issues that are sort of in play uh, for a given patient. Great, that was excellent, excellent overview. Um, Sudar, a question for you. So we do have this therapy, it was FDA approved for pulmonary hypertension and interstitial lung disease in the United States. 
but recently we have the guidelines from uh, Europe, our European colleagues that came out that sort of put a little bit of a different spin um, on on uh, on the subject. So in their recommendation, um, they do not advise treating pulmonary hypertension in setting of interstitial lung disease unless it is severe, uh, with the caveat that um, inhaled troprostinol may be considered um, in in all of the patients with pH uh, due to ILD. Mm-hmm. For um, uh, our U.S. doctors mm-hmm. um, who treat patients, how would you interpret it? Yeah, I think it's important to remember that inhaled troprostinol for ILD is only approved in the United States. And then if you look at practice patterns with inhaled troprostinol, it's really largely used in the United States. Most people in Europe don't have availability to it. So it's there. Really, I think the European guidelines are coming from a bit of a different perspective in terms of practice pattern. Uh, if you look at the, the guidelines, it's a 2B recommendation. So as you said, it, that you may consider use of inhaled troprostinol in uh, PHILD based on that. Of course, if you look at the um, the trial, the trial was extremely positive and showed a significant benefit. And the cutoff for entry into the trial was a PVR of greater than or equal to three wood units. And then if you look at the subgroup, the subgroup that seemed to get the most benefit was anyone above greater than four wood units in terms of PVR. So that would suggest it's that data is a bit discordant with what we see in the ESCERS guidelines. Um, I do think uh, they do have an important point in that we really don't have good data for other PAH-specific therapies in PHILD, and there is evidence of harm with some of them, such as Riosaguat and the RISE IIP trial, which was stopped early due to harm. So definitely from that perspective, I, I uh, agree with you know the, the approach of the guidelines there and that uh, the one that you should consider is uh, inhaled troprostinol for, for these patients. Uh, but I think looking back and getting that 10,000-foot view, we really have to personalize treatments for our patients. You have to really see how they respond to the therapy. Even just if you just say, oh, inhaled troprostinol is approved and I'm going to use it, you also have to be careful in how you use it and how you uptitrate the medicine. Uh, you know, some patients do better with a nebulized therapy than they do with a dry powder inhaler, and it's going to vary from patient to patient. So I think the important thing is to remember to personalize your care, look at the patient in front of you, and see how they're responding to that therapy you're using. Great. Great. Thank you so much. So phenotype and personalize the care and uh, uh, have a holistic approach to treatment. That was very, very useful. So thank you very much for joining me today as we discussed uh, treatment of pulmonary hypertension in interstitial lung diseases. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com CME. Thank you for listening.